0: You know what a uh, non-social, non-communication related app I probably use the most often on my phone. I don't know about you, but I, I don't have proof of this, but I think it might be the flashlight app. You know, I mean, it's so handy. It's so handy to have a flashlight on hand with you. You know, you drop something, you can't see it, or, or maybe you're on unfamiliar terrain and it's dark, or, or you're searching in the back of a cabinet or trying to hook something to the back of a TV or or to a computer or something. It's so handy to have a light because the light exposes and makes visible what otherwise we would never be able to see. And this is really good when you want something to be seen, but it's not so good when you don't want to be seen. And that is what makes Jesus an unwanted Christmas gift. Now, this Advent season, if you've been following along with us, we're discussing the unwanted gift of of Christmas, which is Jesus. Because while we can all agree that Jesus is the gift of Christmas, in many ways, Jesus is an unwanted Christmas gift. The first Sunday of Advent, we discussed that Jesus is a king. But we don't really want a king. We don't really want a king who's going to reign over us. We want to be the kings and the queens of our own lives. And last Sunday we talked about how Jesus is an unwanted gift because Jesus has come to bring us change. And some of that is unwanted change. Friends, it may be the very change that you and I need, but it may not be the change that we want. And so Jesus is an unwanted gift. And this, the third Sunday of Advent, we're considering that Jesus is an unwanted Christmas gift because he has come to bring us light. He has come to bring us light. Now, last Wednesday, uh, on last Wednesday night, at our time of Bible study and prayer, we were reading the prophecy of Zechariah the prophet, Zechariah the priest, that is, in Luke chapter 1. In Luke chapter 1, the Lord spoke through him a prophecy in verses 78 and 79, declaring of Jesus that because of the tender mercy of our God, whereby the sunrise shall visit us from on high to give light. To those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the way of peace. Friends, Jesus' coming is like a sunrise that's visiting us from on high, bringing us light, bringing us life to those of us who sit in darkness. Friends, that's exactly what Jesus declared about himself. In fact, we opened up the service with Jesus' own words from Luke chapter 8, verse 12, which says, Jesus declared, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Friends, Jesus is light. However, the problem is, you and I don't always want light. We don't always want the light. That's actually the point that John makes in his Gospel in the passage that Willis read for us this morning. He read for us John, and in verses 19 and 20, did you hear? And this is the judgment. The light has come into the world and people love the darkness rather than the light. Why? Because their works were evil. For everyone who does wicked things hates the light and does not come into the light lest his works should be exposed. Friends, light is an unwanted gift because light exposes things that we don't want exposed. I read about a carpet cleaning business that offered a special service for removing pet urine odors. But they would go into people's houses and people wouldn't believe that they actually needed the service. So to show the potential customers their need, they would pull out, they'd darken the room and pull out a black light much bigger and more powerful than this one. And they would start shining it around the room. And to the horror of the homeowner, every drop and dribble was exposed not only on the carpet, but often on the walls and on the drapes and on the furniture. Now friends, the light didn't cause the problem. The light only exposed the problem that was already there, but was yet unseen. The whole time it had been there, but it had been invisible until the light came and exposed the problem. And friends, in the same way, we don't want the light to come. Because it exposes problems that we don't want to see, that we don't want others to see, and that we don't want to deal with. Every one of us knows that when the light shines on us, there will be revealed disgusting and unattractive things hidden in the dark corners of our thoughts, our attitude, our actions, our present, and our history. And we don't want those things exposed. So light is the unwanted gift of Christmas. And so friends, the question for us is is at Christmas time or any other time, when we encounter the light of Jesus Christ, what are we going to do with that light? How are you going to respond to the light of Jesus this Advent season? We can respond to the light in one of three ways. You can respond to the light in one of three ways. You can conceal, you can confuse, or you can confess. Conceal, confuse, or confess. John chapter 3, verse 20 talked about concealing. As we read, everyone who does wicked things hates the light and does not come into the light. They conceal, lest his or her work should be exposed. Friends, we conceal ourselves and our sin from the light. Why? Because we'd rather conceal than reveal. Because, friends, once we reveal, we realize we're going to have to change. You know, the, the one homeowner who received that carpet company's treatment literally begged the technician, please turn off the light, please just turn it off, and, and I will pay you whatever it takes. Please just take care of the problem. Another homeowner received the treatment and the black light shone around, and she said, I will never be comfortable in my home again. <laughs> Friends, To be exposed by the light is to never be comfortable in your life as it was. It is to see what really is. It's to take the red pill. It's to have the truth exposed. And having the truth exposed, you will never be comfortable until change has happened. And so, friends, it is so much easier to conceal than it is to change. Preacher Frederick Beekner, who just passed away this year, he wrote, there's a terror about darkness because we cannot see, but there's also a terror about light because we can see. There's a terror about light because much of what we see in the light about ourselves and our world, we would rather not see. Friends, we would rather not. It is so much easier to conceal yourself from the light and to not see. It's so much easier to choose willful ignorance than to see and have to change. Yet God, in His great love for us, gave us Jesus, who is the light of God. John chapter 1 verse 14 declares and the word became flesh and dwelt amongst us and we have seen his glory. The glory is of the only son from the father full of grace and truth. Friends, Jesus came to reveal to us the light of God's glory of his perfection. Jesus perfectly shines the truth the light of who God is in all of his perfection who God is what God desires and that light expands The author of Hebrews said of Jesus in chapter 1, verse 3, that Jesus is the radiance of the glory of God, the exact imprint of his nature. Jesus is the light of God sent to reveal God to us. And in doing so, the light of God doesn't just reveal God to us. It reveals us. Because suddenly we stand in the light. Friends, the coming of Jesus was a light shining, shining bright in the perfect purity of God. The problem is, it reveals the problem. Friends, the light doesn't cause the problem. The light simply reveals the problem that is already there. The light reveals our wrong thoughts, attitudes, and actions. It reveals us in all of our sin. And so our temptation is to consider ourselves. To conceal ourselves from the light rather than to step into the light and be exposed because to do that means we're going to have to change. So church, where are you choosing to remain far from the light of Jesus? How are you choosing to remain willfully ignorant of what Jesus teaches, what God desires Willfully staying in the dark about what God's word reveals about our behavior and our attitudes and our identity and our sexuality and our generosity and our relationships and our responsibility. Friends, how are you concealing yourself from the light? Because you don't want to change. So, friends, sometimes we avoid the light by concealing. But there's another way that we avoid the light, and it's becoming more and more common, it seems. And that's confusing. Confusing. Rather than conceal ourselves from the light, what our culture likes to do is confuse the light with the darkness. Is the darkness really that dark? Did did Jesus really say that was darkness? Oh, you know, when the Bible was written, they didn't really understand light the way we understand light today. We understand that darkness can actually be light. Friends, the Lord warned then and warns now through the prophet Isaiah. Chapter 5, verses 20 and 21. Woe to those who call evil good and good evil. Who put darkness for light and light for darkness. Who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Woe to those who are wise in their own eyes and shrewd. In their own sight. Friends, woe to those who have the hubris to believe that they have the right and the ability to redefine what is dark and what is light. Friends, we have no more right or ability to redefine moral darkness and light than we have the right to redefine physical darkness and light. And yet, many today insist that what God has clearly declared as darkness is actually light. And what God has declared as light is actually darkness. Morally, sexually, humanly, society, family, confusing darkness and light, calling evil good and good evil. Friends, it's simply attacked to avoid the light and thus avoid having to change based upon what the light reveals. It all comes back to the very first sermon in our series. We don't want a king... To whom we have to submit. We don't want a king who defines what is right and what is wrong. What we must do and what we should not do. We want to define from ourselves. We want to decide and define what is right and wrong. It goes all the way back to the garden with Adam and Eve. We're not going to take your word for it, Lord. We're going to try the fruit for ourselves. And make our own decision. So the unwelcome gift at Christmas is the pure light of God that comes to us through Jesus Christ because, friends, His character and His teaching reveal to us what is truly light and what is truly dark. In Christ, we see who God is and we hear what God desires lest we should get confused about what is darkness and what is light. So, friends, we can respond to the light of Jesus by trying to conceal ourselves from the light And conceal our actions. We can respond to the light by by confusing the light. Insisting that the darkness in us is actually light. And that the light that you declare is actually darkness. So we can conceal, we can confuse. Or friends, we can confess. We can confess. Confess comes from two Latin words. Con meaning together and fatiri meaning to admit. Confess is to admit together. We, we speak the same words. We agree with God's assessment of us and of this world. We confess with God. We speak the same words. We're brought into agreement with Him. We declare that what He says is light is light, and what He says is darkness is darkness. We admit with Him what's already obvious to Him about ourselves and about this world, about our thoughts, our attitudes, our actions, to confess is to step into the light and to be revealed. Now, friends, today's reading comes from John's gospel. John also wrote for us three letters that we have recorded and are later on in your New Testament, 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John. And in the first one of those letters, John talks a lot, a lot about darkness and light. And calls us to live in the light. To confess. Not to conceal, not to confuse, but to confess. In fact, in 1 John chapter 1, verses 5 and 6, he wrote, This is the message we've heard from him and proclaim to you. That God is light. And in him is no darkness at all. So if we say we have fellowship with him while we walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. Do not conceal yourself away in darkness, because to do so, John says, is to be away from God. Friends, if God is light and in him is no darkness, if you continue to choose to live in the darkness, then you can't claim to love the light. Friends, you can't continue to choose to live in the darkness and claim to love the light. And in the same way, in verse 8, in that same chapter, John warns us not to confuse the situation. He says, If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. So if we say, I have no darkness, or the darkness that I have, well, that's actually light. Saying such things is to disagree with God, who is light. And so John says, don't conceal, don't confuse, instead, confess. Come into the light, and John encourages us to do so in the same chapter, chapter 1, verses 7 and 9. Verse 7 says, if we walk in the light as God is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his Son, cleanses us from all sin. And verse 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So so walk in the light, confess your sins, come into the light. John writes, don't conceal, don't confuse, confess. Because friends, did you hear the good news in what he said? The good news is that in coming into the light, there is not condemnation, but cleansing. Friends, the light has come not to condemn, but to cleanse. This is the gospel. This is the good news. It's what we heard declared back in John's Gospel, which Willis read for us this morning. Willis read for us the most famous verse in the whole Bible, followed by verse 17. John 3:16 and 17. God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved him. friends the light has come not to condemn us the light's come to cleanse us the the light itself is not bad news friends the light simply reveals the bad news that is already there by nature you and i stand condemned Jesus, the light of the world, has not come into the world to condemn us, but to reveal the truth that we are sinful and we stand condemned, and thus we are in need of cleansing. But friends, the good news is that the light has come not to condemn, the light has come that we might not perish, but have everlasting life. In fact, John opened his gospel by writing in the Gospel of John, chapter 1, verses 4 and 5, in Jesus was life, And the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. Friends, in Jesus is light and in that light is life. There is no darkness so great. There is no sin so heinous. There is no wrongdoing that you have done that is so vulgar that the light of Christ cannot overcome, forgive and cleanse it. The good news of the gospel is that the darkness has not and cannot and will not ever overcome the light. So instead of concealing yourself from the light, instead of confusing light and darkness, insisting that you don't actually need light, confess your need. Move into the light. And friends, you'll find that the light has come not to condemn you, but to cleanse you and to forgive you. In Jesus was life and that life was the light of men. The light of Jesus has come to bring us life, not death. So friends, the call is not to conceal, not to confuse, but to confess, to come into the light. Because friends, the same light that exposes us is the light that has come to cleanse us. The same light that has exposed us has come to cleanse us. It's like we sang this morning, Lord, I come to your awesome presence From the shadows and into your radiance. By the blood I may enter your brightness. So search me, try me, and consume all my darkness. Shine on me. Friends, the light of Christ is an unwanted gift because it exposes the bad news that we all, every one of us, stand condemned in our sin. But that same light has come to bring us good news, cleansing. In Jesus Christ. Because friends, understand that the same light that exposes is also light that transforms. Friends, remember that light can expose, but light also transforms. Ultraviolet light is used for purification. Bright light can warm, fade, burn, or melt. And friends, sunlight causes photosynthesis and brings life in plants. But if you can see Friends, if you conceal a germ-covered surface from ultraviolet light, it's going to remain unclean. If you conceal yourself from the light of the sun, you remain cold and frozen. If you conceal a plant from the sunlight, the plant is going to die. Friends, conceal yourself from the light, and there's only sickness, isolation, and death. The light of Christ has come not just to expose, but to cleanse us, to warm us, To give us life. This is the gospel. This is the good news. This is the gift of Christmas. Christ was born not to condemn, but to confer. To confer and give life. The same light that exposes our need, then meets our need. So friends, the invitation. Come, guilty and hiding ones. There is no need to run. See what our God has done. Christ is born for you. Just as we sang, friends, what does the light do? It exposes us. It exposes that we are the unfaithful, the weak, and the unstable. And yet we hear the invitation, come. Come see what our God has done. Come into the light. Stop concealing. Stop confusing. Start confessing. Come into the light. For Christ is born for you. And friends, if you're here today, if you've never taken the step of faith and come into the light, if you're concealing yourself in the darkness for confusing darkness and light, today is the day. The light is not to be feared. Friends, the light is not to be feared because there is no unfaithfulness so great, no sin so big, no secret so terrible, no darkness so dark that the light cannot overcome it. Friends, what keeps you from taking The step of faith. What keeps you from confessing your need and coming into the light today? If you're ready to do so, I would love to talk and to pray with you after today's service. I would love if you're online, if you contact me through the church website, chestnutstreetbaptist.org, because I would love to set up a time to talk with you and to pray with you so that you might know and you might celebrate with us what we found. I saw the light. I saw the light. No more darkness. No more night. Praise the Lord. I saw the light. And church. Church, remember, we are to be people of the light. We are to be people of the light. So how and where in your life right now are you trying to conceal? How and where in your life right now are you confusing light and darkness? Today is the day to come into the light. Confession and repentance are not a one-time action in the Christian's life. We are repeatedly moving into the light. We are continually moving closer to the light. And friends, just as the brighter a light is, the more that it exposes. As we move closer and closer to the light of Jesus Christ, more and more and more is exposed more and more is confessed and repented of, and more and more by His grace is cleansed. Church, how today do you need to move into the light? What and to whom do you today need to confess? Jesus is the unwanted gift of Christmas because He's a light that exposes us, so we are tempted, every one of us tempted to run, to conceal or to confuse. But if by faith we instead confess and step into the light, friends, we'll find the light of Christ is a gift. It is a gift beyond measure because the same light that exposes our need is the light that gives us what we need. Friends, what stops you? What stops you from stepping into the light today? Let's pray. Father, help us. Help us to come into the light. Help us, the guilty and the hiding ones. Assure us that there is no more need to run, to conceal, or to confuse. For we see what our God has done. Christ is born. Christ is born for us. Not to condemn, but to cleanse and to confer light to us. Father, help us to step into your light today. In Jesus name. Amen. In closing, please stand and